0: the three reasons that customers don't buy. The first reason is, and we know that this is true, is that they don't believe, doctors, customers don't believe in your product. They either don't believe that um, the product will perform the way you say it does, which is maybe a little combination of the the customer's lack of belief in the product performance, and maybe even a little lack of belief in you. Either way, they don't believe that they will be able to get the results that um, you say that the product can achieve. So um, the, another, another way that we know that they may not believe in your product is that they believe that their product is better or they are getting better results than what they uh, would be getting by trying or using uh, the product that you are prescriptively recommending so let's talk a little bit about and i want here's where i want to engage uh, you and your experience a little bit if you knew that your customer, you could dig into the brain of your customer right in the middle of your consultation with doctor, and you knew you could see in there that lack of belief in product, what would you do to elevate the customer's confidence that your product did indeed perform the way that you are saying that it does? I want you to write in the chat, If you could look in and you could see that the the doctor right in the midst of your conversation was starting to, or doubted what you were saying, they didn't believe in the product, what would you do? So let's go ahead and type in your chat, in the chat, what you would do. Um, Yeah. So Denise, you're saying you'd need to understand why they don't believe. Well, how would you do that? How would you get that understanding from the doctor? Tonda says she would share testimonials. What's the power of testimonials in that doctor or in those um, uh, clinicians that may not believe? Absolutely, that's a that's a great um, that's a great way of helping doctors understand that if they don't believe that the products can perform what's even more powerful is to provide testimonials but even testimonials of individuals that that particular doctor knows and respects that's one of the reasons that kols are so powerful in our business right Um, Carrie, good you would ask questions what kinds of questions would you ask in order to understand where the doctor is not believing. What what would you ask? Who can think of a good question that you would ask for sure to understand where the lack of belief is? So um, Vicky says, show the doctor that it works uh, the way that I'm saying and let him try it himself or provide references. Excellent, very good. Yeah, the let him try it himself could be done in two ways. I personally, as a coach, prefer one way over the other a sample is an option. I don't like that way as much as I want the doctor to co-in. I want them to invest, right? Co-invest with me, invest in what I'm saying is true. And to do that, I will back you up. We'll make it safe for you. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, But, but the way we're going to do that is to offer you a guaranteed money back, no risk offer right and i'm sure that each one of the companies that uh you are that are represented here have a way of making it safe for customers to buy um so uh diane says i understand that you are not thinking uh, the product will do what you need it to do good i love that because you're really bringing it out into the open you're bringing that hesitation out onto the table to build and strengthen that relationship what information do you need to understand the product Okay, so I would fine tune that uh, just a little and I would ask, where specifically are you concerned or where are you concerned about the uh, longevity of the product? Where specifically do you have hesitation? You could use that as an op- a- option. What we want to do is we want to pinpoint um, rather than uh, leaving it too open and general because then it would just be easy just to say, you know, I'm good. Or leave me the literature and I'll let you know, you know, next time you visit. Um, Carrie says, I'd ask if we could try if, if we could try my product on a patient now if there's time. Well, I'll tell you what, that's absolutely fantastic. And the reason I love that is because one of the things that we know about clinicians is that in the disk model, right, the D-I-S and C. of dentists are that high steadiness. That means they don't like change. And the, the very idea of you introducing a new product, something they've never used before, is absolutely against their natural temperament. And so, Carrie, your suggestion here is a good one because what it's doing is saying, I'm here. I know this product. I know how to get the results that I'm promising. I believe it enough that I will stand here with you in an in-service, by the way, um, those of you that maybe have not worked on the medical side, by you being there in the operatory, assisting doctor, observing, even if you're just over their shoulder, offering uh, guidance, that's an in-service, which is a different way of you helping them to build that belief in you. So it's an excellent example of you being there and available to stand in your belief and trust that they're going to get the results that you are promising. They don't believe in you. Now, this one really kind of in the beginning feels a little bit like a punch, but in fact, it's the truth. If a doctor does not buy It's because he either didn't believe your product would deliver, didn't believe that the product that you were offering would offer any advantage over the clinical results or the experience that he was providing for his patients, for his procedures, or for his practice, um, or he didn't really feel a trust or a connection with you. Now, okay, let's just assume, I can't imagine anybody here that doctors wouldn't absolutely love but let's be open to the possibility that there are probably some people out there in our territories that don't um, necessarily initially believe in you. And that is the key word here. The thing we know to be true is that people buy from people that they know, that they like, and that they trust. That's, that's just, it's kind of a common way of a common truth that is, you know, close to fact, right? So if we know that that's the case, that people buy from people that they know, that they like, that they trust, my question to you is, do you and can you influence any or all of those three factors? A doctor knowing you is really a function of you showing up for them. If a doctor doesn't know you, how can he like you? And for sure, how can he trust you? So if lack of uh, involvement, lack of interaction, lack of a clinical consult is your problem. That's the reason customers don't buy. That's probably the easiest fix of ever, of any. And that is we simply need to hunker in and add more uh, clinical consults to our day-to-day activity. That's one of the reasons why I want you to have that tracker. Because one of the things that many of our students inside the school are discovering, um, it's, it's been really a fun journey because, of course, they're tracking their results. Um, and they have noted in our live coaching sessions is that they've said, you know, I had no idea how few times that I, how many calls I make, but how few times I actually get the opportunity to conduct uh, a clinical consult. And that's very clear and evident every single week when you're tracking that information. And I want you to have that. So if a doctor doesn't know you, it's simply because we have some work to do in getting through the gatekeeper, which by the way, inside the school, there is probably the most popular class that we offer, which is getting through the gatekeeper. Um, If in fact, they don't like you, well, let's think about that for a minute. I know what the data says. I know what the top 10 mistakes are that dental salespeople make. And it completely contributes to why dentists don't like their salesperson. But my question to you um, is, what is it that you would do or that you do in order to have Office, you know, office team members, including doctor, to get to know you and to like you, because to know you is to like you, right? We know that. So let's go ahead and write in the chat, what is one thing that you do that reveals a little bit of you, because to know you is to like you, that would cause doctors to like you? We're going to take this from the positive rather than the negative. Carrie says, I take them to lunch. That's beautiful because they're off of the pressure of, you know, the patient schedule. Uh, you're enjoying a little lunch, a little di- downtime. Devorah says, find something that we have in common. How do you do that, Devorah? Where, where do you collect your data in order to figure out where that common ground is? What else? What, did, what do you do? Um, yeah, Tonda, excellent. Um, those of you that have the beautiful benefit of a clinical background, there is, I think, sharing your clinical experience, clair- sharing even your clinical background, leading with or weaving in your consultation that you are a clinician. You are saying, without saying it, I get where you are. I get we're on the same side of what our focus is in, in really being able to uplevel your practice. Um, Sophia says, I not only involve the doctor, but I include their staff in the conversation. So good. I think good synergy with the office to learn about me and the product helps to solidify the relationship. And that's exactly right. How many times have you met with doctor? He or she has agreed to move forward with your product. And then when you go to place the order or the product arrives, the rest of the staff sabotage it and they don't use it or don't support it or don't use it properly. So I think you're absolutely very wise in being able to involve as many of the key and critical team members as possible. And I do want to give you a tip on this. Um, if you, I mean, obviously you can't involve the whole staff unless you really are doing a lunch and learn, which isn't a, Uh, you know, a bad idea. But on every clinician consult, that's not practical, right? So you have to pick your battles on which products or series of products that you categories of product that would deserve a lunch and learn, not maybe just one particular product. But my uh, advice would be to involve the doctor's main assistant. You hear me? that the doctor's main assistant is the individual that he or she spends most of their procedural time with. They are the individual. We call that individual in our training and inside the school, the IPA. Those of you um, that are, have worked with me in the past, you know this term, this is internal practice advocate. This is not the ODA, the ordering dental assistant. This is the person that does the ordering. What we're talking about here is the person who is the doctor's main assistant. Very important. That is the second most influential person to um, buying and ordering in that office. And if you, obviously the doctor generally tends to be the main decision maker. And the second main influencer of the decision maker is the IPA, the internal practice advocate. Good stuff. All right. Um, Thank you, Diane. Discuss the customer's colleagues that work with me. Yeah, that's just so good. And you can almost always guarantee that if you are working with other doctors in that building or even in that neighborhood, generally speaking, they know each other. They may not always like each other, but at least they know each other. And if you, the more specific that you can offer in clinical consult, um, the more that, um, you know, it, as far as what the clinical results have been uh, and I'll give you another tip that some uh, folks have shared with me that I think is a great idea. When a doctor offers their positive feedback on a particular product, I would absolutely get my phone out and I would say, do me a favor. Can I just have you say what you just said on video and capture just these quick one minute blurbs on doctors in their own words, sharing their success story with a product. Just the fact that you are, deem their feedback worthy enough to videotape it, is that alone is huge, but obviously think about once you've collected that, what that can mean to uh, your business and to your other customers uh, as they hear these doctors share, and you share a couple at a time. All right, guys, um, one thing I want to leave you with before we leave this section, um, and that is I want you to, at the end of this session, I really want you to spend a few minutes, and I want you to think about what is it that you are doing to promote greater trust in you as a as a professional as an expert what are you doing to gain trust now a couple of things I want to um, share with you is I want you to think about um, your how you're demonstrating your reliability um, I want you to take a notice of your uh, promises made and promises kept. I want you to think about your consistency. Those are a few key boulders of consideration that contribute to you establishing trust. Last but not least, the reason customers don't buy, believe it or not, now this is not gonna be the easiest for you to really see, but that they don't believe in themselves. Well, how you will recognize that is you will begin to get perhaps questions about how the product is used in the hands of the staff or how, uh, whether or not support to train the staff is available. Uh, Because oftentimes most, you know, um, clinicians, they don't really believe that they lack the clinical skills. Although um, I do have a question for you. And that is, um, what did they call um, the dental students who graduated last in um, their class, doctor, <laughs> right? So, sorry, <laughs> I think that's really funny, because it, what that means is, obviously, every dentist that is practicing, while not all doctors, not all dentists are created equal, they all have completed a certain standard of Uh, clinical instruction. And yet not all doctors are committed to the highest level of aesthetics or function or form. Um, And that's part of what makes the industry so diverse and somewhat interesting. But one of the things I want you to think about is if a doctor doesn't believe in that he will be able to recreate the results that you are promising, i really think it's incumbent on us as the business professionals as the leaders in this consultation as the expert to be able to tease out where the areas of insecurity concern or a lack of belief really are because there is nothing that a doctor can say in open honest transparency that you can't assist or provide support for him or her to be able to get the result that your company uh, has experienced that the product will deliver. Think about it. You have expertise on seeing and hearing all of the success stories and seeing the end result in many cases of your products and actions. Your customers don't have that advantage, but you do. And that's one of the reasons why I want to encourage you to document those customer testimonials on video, take pictures, take, take pictures from doctors that are taking the intraoral photographs of the before and after, um, so that you can really demonstrate what's possible using your particular product. And the more the doctors see it of, in the hands of their colleagues, particularly those that they are familiar with in the, in the neighborhood, um, th- that they can believe that they can recreate those results themselves. As we wind down, um, I want to just say that in cases where doctors do not buy, customers do not buy, it's generally because they don't believe in themselves, they don't believe in you, or they don't believe in the product that you're representing. The answer and the response to all of those scenarios is for you to really keep a keen eye on the nonverbal cues that you may get and will get either through a um, observable, you know, in-person consultation, or even that is evident in it's a little more difficult. When you're on a zoom call like this, or even worse in a telephone call, but it is possible hesitation uh, pauses, uh, even the nature or the basis of the questions that you're getting back from doctor um, or a lack of questions and so that's another way that you want to be able to help expose um, that the doctor is perhaps having some concerns about him, your, you, uh, whether or not you are going to be there if in fact the product doesn't work, whether the product would work, or then finally whether they or their staff have the, the capability of being able to deliver the results. But either way, if you can always demonstrate how that doctor, that no matter what, you and your company will be there to support them through the any end result that is less than the most that they can expect.